your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we came. We'll be blessed because we came. I'm going to ask for a little forgiveness right from the start if I stumble over a word or two in my, in my uh, comments this morning. I'm sitting at my computer last night, and my printer ran out of ink. <clears throat> and so I've got this real sketchy, spotty uh, text that I'm looking at this morning. I want to welcome you to the Lord's house today. Jeff wasn't around to help me, so... Uh, I want to welcome you to the Lord's house this morning. We are so blessed to have such a beautiful day that I know you've enjoyed already. We've had uh, a very um, meaningful uh, prayer service this morning early here, and uh, we know that God is in this place, and we're grateful for, uh, for his holy presence that meets us here. We come together today to share in the sacrament of ordination. It's through the sacraments that God expresses his holy presence with the church collectively and with each one of us individually. The sacraments are at the very heart of ministry and community of Christ. Today we're going to share in the ordination of three of our very dear friends. Each of them bring their very special gifts to this time in which they'll be ordained and set apart to serve in deepened ministry and relationship with God and his church. Servant leadership is what they are called to embody. As we, as we view the picture and, and um, think about the basin that Jesus used as he washed the feet of the disciples, we know that he demonstrated that servant leadership uh, quality that is so important as we take on priesthood responsibility and for all disciples of Christ Jesus. All three are experienced ministers, and they've taken upon themselves the responsibility of caring for others. And I can think about different ministries that each one of them have been involved in, of caring for others and for sharing the gospel of Christ inside and outside of these church walls. In Jesus' humble, non-judgmental way, he knelt before his friends and he washed their feet. In this sacrament of service, he spoke clearly what the role of the disciple was to be for all times. As priesthood, we're called 
to wash one another's feet, both figuratively and literally. Where there is a need to be addressed, we can help bring healing and wholeness. God asks us to be his hands and his feet in many situations in life, sometimes creating those very aha moments that wake us up and cause us to see relationships in different ways, cause us to understand that if we don't do it, if we don't help bring ministry, who will? Priesthood are those hands and feet that represent Christ in the world. And so as we worship together today, it would be our hope that God will touch our brothers with his good spirit and would witness to each one of his love for us all. Let us continue in our worship with our prayer of peace. you pray with me, please? Creator God, on this children's Sabbath, we thank you for the blessing of children. Forgive us when we fall short. We know that too many children are undernourished, undereducated, and underprotected. As pursuers of peace, we must first stand for justice, seeking to know your will as advocates for children all over the world. May your peace dwell in our homes because we have sought to live justly with one another. May your peace dwell in our neighborhoods because we have advocated for justice in our communities. May peace dwell in our world because we have listened to your voice and responded to the call that all children might live in conditions that are wholesome, nurturing, and just. Guide us in the ways of your justice and peace. We thank you for this beautiful morning and the opportunity to share together today in the sacrament of ordination. Open our hearts to your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, 
I've taken some excerpts from the book, The Prophet, by Khalil Gibran. Then said a rich man, speak, us, speak to us of giving. And he answered, you give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. For what are possessions but things you keep and guard for fear you may need them tomorrow? And there are those who have little and give it all. There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. All you shall have someday be given. Therefore give now, that the season of giving may be yours and not your inheritors. See first that you yourself deserve to be a giver and an instrument of giving. Will the ushers come forward, please? you bow with me? <clears throat> Our most gracious Heavenly Father and giver of all that we possess, we thank you for the gifts that you continuously extend to us. We thank you for the opportunity now, too, to return at least a small portion of that to you, that in some way it can benefit the work of your Son. We ask your blessing on not only the gifts, but on the hands of those that will take it and administer it that it might be used in the, book, the best ways. Is there prayer in Jesus' name? Amen. One of the unique responsibilities pastors have serving in the church is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's call of certain disciples to serve in priesthood capacity. Through prayer, contemplation, and discernment, pastors are asked to look into the lives of others and through God's leading, consider the gifts and the passions that they have and the potential that exists to bring a deepened ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Sharing the gospel of Christ is at the heart of this ministry, helping others to walk with Christ and to bring healing, reconciliation, and peace into their lives. Over the last year, our pastors have done a fine job in helping us understand the priesthood offices in the church. Different services have highlighted the functions of the priesthood and have brought a definition to the many responsibilities that are identified for each office. Just last week, Mary Gill led a very meaningful service of worship focusing on the office of deacon. It's been about six months, if I remember right, Wade, since we shared in the service highlighting the office of elder, which Wade and and, uh, Brother Larry Winters participated in. We have been blessed as a congregation as we have worshiped with one another and focused some attention and understanding toward those, those offices. Thank you to our pastors for the uh, direction you provided in this endeavor. Aaron, Mike, and Steve have served as priests for several years. Holding an office in the Aaronic priesthood, these ministers have served well in their calling as ministers of presence, calling individuals into a deeper relationship with each other and with Christ has been the focus of their ministries. Aaronic ministries have been called the preparatory ministries, which help individuals ready themselves for the spiritual gifts shared through the Melchizedek priesthood. In section 104 of the Doctrine and Covenants, it is written, the power and authority of the Melchizedek priesthood is to hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church, to have the privilege of receiving the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, to have the heavens opened up unto them. I've tried to understand those last two phrases for almost my whole lifetime. And as we continue to grow as a church, as we continue to grow as individuals, certainly we feel the blessing of heaven from time to time, which gives us uh, great strength and courage for each new day. As these three are called to share in this priesthood, they are being asked to assist in spiritual ministries, which help to connect the individual with the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. The elder is Jesus' representative to assist in bringing that spiritual blessing needed in that particular moment. The sacraments of confirmation for the baptism of the Holy Spirit administration of the sick, ordination, blessing of babies, and other special blessings are those that the elder may be called to share in. These, as well as many other duties, are those that the elder is asked to administer in their ministry. You have in your orders of worship today an insert that was used in that service I referred to earlier. Those are are representative of the many kinds of things the elder is asked to do in the life of the church. 
And so priesthood is both a divine and a legal authority to represent Christ in the church and in the world. As such, it's so important for the priesthood person to continue to walk closely with God each day, to study and learn, constantly expanding their understanding of God's purposes for his people. We are reminded that all are called according to the gifts of God unto them. Mike, Aaron, and Steve, you have precious gifts that God wants to use in new ways for his purposes. We are blessed because of your, de your decision to accept this call. May God bless the service as we enter into uh, a time of, of sacrament, as we feel God's presence, and as we hear um, the prayers of, of dedication of, of the people. Jen. <clears throat> when Bruce asked us to share a statement today, I happened to be preparing for um, presiding in a couple weeks. I was looking through Doctrine and Covenants 163, and verse 6c really spoke to me as a note for today. It says, the expectation for priesthood to continually magnify their callings through spiritual growth, study, exemplary generosity, ethical choices, and fully accountable ministry is always present. How can the Spirit fill vessels 
that are unwilling to expand their capacity to receive and give according to the full measure of God's grace and truth. And this verse spoke to me as it challenges those in the priesthood, and more specifically me, to continually expand my current capacity and capabilities in order to do more. The acceptance of this call is really the embodiment, embodiment of that scripture for me. For the office of elder, that is defined by a minister focused on congregational community building and leading others in the congregation in pursuing the community of Christ's mission initiatives. Or as Bruce said, it's there on your paper on the insert. I feel honored to have this call and to make this office a part of my life. In my building at work, there are a couple different areas where they, instead of just having painted walls, they've added some uh, motivational quotes where they're painted or vinyled on. And it's one of those things that was nice to look at instead of just a plain wall when it first went up and people took notice and everything, but now it's become kind of commonplace and it's been there for a while. But as I passed by one of those areas this week, one of the sayings caught my eye and it really resonated with me as I was searching for the right words to say in the statement. And it was the Wayne Gretzky quote of, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's a saying that's been around for years now and certainly makes sense in the world of sports. But as I thought about it more, it made sense in the world of business and also applies to our spiritual lives and relationship with God. I have to admit that I was nervous when I received this call to elder and still a little nervous today. However, I know that that call was there and this was my next step along my journey. I had to take this shot. In fact, there will be many shots or opportunities to step out in faith in the years to come as I assume this role. Priesthood, like most things in life, is not a sedentary activity. It requires practice, dedication, and time to fine-tune your skills. At times, it may seem as if I'm not progressing or I'm not making as big of an impact as I want. During those times, I have to remember the development of a spiritual life requires the willingness to be filled, just as the scripture mentioned. Also, the ability to see that I'm improving in my spiritual life is sometimes not very obvious as if you're improving on a sports skill. It's very difficult to measure the intangible. However, as I tell our boys from time to time, with practice and enough time, we're able to achieve greatness even as we miss some of the shots we take along the way. Accepting this role of elder requires stepping out in faith and knowing that our God is with me through every step of the journey. I look forward to this new opportunity before me. I know it will be challenging and will require me to stretch and to be uncomfortable at times, but it's during those uncomfortable times when true growth takes place. This time, Steve will be ordained by elders Mary Gill and Laura Beckman. O oh God of love, surrounding us today, we come before you with gratitude for the holy gift which is our brother Steve. Laura and I lay our hands on his head to ordain him to the office of elder in the Melchizedek Order in Community of Christ. God, we recognize your presence in and prompting of this call, and we sense your abounding and unconditional love for Steve. We know that intelligence, integrity, and a keen sense of observation 
are God-given gifts which Steve has nurtured throughout his life. And we celebrate that he has accepted the challenge to further them and his ministry by accepting this call. Using Steve's keen intellect and discipline, may you prompt him to search out and find your sacred presence in the everydayness of life, the sacred in his relationship with his loving companion, the sacred in parenting, the sacred in camping and nature, the sacred in numbers and the financial roles he holds both at work and in the church, the sacred in ongoing faith and spiritual formation, the sacred in those he ministers with and to, and especially the sacred in administering the sacraments within Community of Christ. May this congregation embrace Steve as he now represents this new aspect of Jesus' ministry, encouraging him to be brave in his intentional witness of Jesus Christ, and partnering together, may they continue building a Christ-centered sacred community, both within and beyond these church walls. May his quiet, understated demeanor model a still powerful discipleship journey available to all. We hold our brother Steve before you, God, in this time of ordination that in this moment, may he once again recognize your Holy Spirit in his life. We ask you to bless all the sacred encounters in the everydayness of his life that they may, be, they may feed and empower his ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Steve, some of this may sound a little familiar to you, um, but obviously there are many questions and doubts as one is contemplating um, and simply trying to understand something like a call to elder. Um, our congregation is blessed with a plethora of amazing elders, um, and it can be very difficult to imagine oneself doing what many here are already doing incredibly well. 
Uh, am I going to be able to live up to the standards set by some pretty awesome people? Uh, are you even allowed to serve as an elder if you can't spell Melchizedek? <laughs> uh, the idea of, of giving some sort of a dedication is fairly daunting when it seems like the path ahead has so many unknowns. But like Steve, in, in my quest to find something to say, um, I ran across a, a number of quotes um, that I feel kind of help put in perspective not only how I feel now, but also my hopes for the future. Uh, the first one is credited to someone named Unknown. Uh, it's, and it says, I'm not looking for someone who has everything, but someone who has time to spend with me more than anything. I think this is what is really keeping me going and excites me about these next steps in my journey moving forward. I don't have everything. And there are days when it feels like I don't have anything. But the beauty of being part of a community and being asked to serve as part of a community is that none of us are being asked for everything. Every single one of us here has our gifts to contribute, has our part to play as a piece of this puzzle. And I'm excited to spend my time with all of you, and I'm excited to learn more about myself as we continue to make this journey together as a family. And I really like this second quote um, and was pretty disappointed when I realized that the credit went to John Mayer because uh, I'm really not much of a fan. Uh, but I still love the idea, and I think it certainly helps when looking at the big picture of something uh, that can at times feel daunting. Um, and he said, much like the quote we heard earlier, uh, if, if you had started doing anything two weeks ago, by today, you would have been two weeks better at it. I mentioned earlier about the tremendous amount of respect I have for so many who have been serving at such a high level, uh, some for a while. Seeing yourself in the same place isn't always an easy concept to grasp. But I would imagine if you were to ask any of them if they're the same servant now as the day they were first called, I would imagine not a one of them would say that they were. So at some point, it becomes counterproductive to worry and consternate about where you are and where you want to be and how you're going to get there. And even, are you ready to think about going. So as I stand here today, I can't and I won't promise perfection. I can't promise that I'll always have the right answer or that I'll always know the right things to say. There are times I will probably even do things that may leave some of you shaking your head. But I will do my best to be there to try. And I'll work to be a little better at it tomorrow than I am today. And every step of the way, I will be grateful to have the love and support of my immediate family and the help and understanding of my community. Because at the end of the day, I couldn't ask for anything more than to be taking these next steps down the path with all of you in my corner. This time, Aaron will be ordained by elders Jane Gardner and Mary Gill.
God of all loving and all living, Mary and I place our hands on Aaron's head to ordain him to the office of elder in the Melchizedek priesthood within the community of Christ. We do this with great joy and gratitude for Aaron's response to your spirit's prompting. As part of this covenant today, we know that you will be with Aaron as he goes into new ministry situations. In the days to come, as Aaron continues to discover, experience, and learn of your eternal truths, give him the capacity to speak up, to share, and witness of the truths. When Aaron does not feel ready or prepared, remind him of his gifts, especially for hospitality, laughter, and welcome. When times are difficult, give Aaron the wisdom to recognize that spiritual growth most often occurs through struggle. May he find the words and actions to convey Christ's mission in very direct and tangible ways that are also deeply spiritual and examples of the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. God, at the center of sacred community, those of us present today also covenant to receive Aaron's ministry and support his continuing journey along with Jackie and Zoe and Layla. May their home be a place of Christ-centered conversation and purpose, and may this congregation be an extension of their home for Aaron, Aaron and his family. Give Aaron insights into the ways his ministries can play a part within his vocation. Open his eyes and ears to the yearnings of those outside the church walls. God of servanthood, be the affirming, empowering presence for Aaron as he officiates in the sacraments of the church. May his calling be lived out in service to others and service within the church. This is an ancient calling. It is a present calling, and it is a future calling. Aaron brings all the gifts and talents with which you have blessed him, and we ask you to grant him wise stewardship over that which is his this day. God of calling and ordaining, we place Aaron and his ministry before you for blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
There are two major revelations that occurred uh, much earlier in my youth uh, that are relevant to this moment. The first came when I was quite young. It came as a shock to seven or eight-year-old me that this church thing that I was forced to endure every week, (laughs) this hour of sitting still and being quiet, was somehow important. What they were telling me when it finally sank in was that this religion in general and God in particular was the most important thing we did with our lives. I could not wrap my head around why adults would put so much emphasis on something so boring. Since I realized that one day I I too was going to be an adult, this was terrifying to me. But not quite as terrifying as the second, much later revelation. I don't recall exactly how old I was, uh, probably uh, older than I would like to admit. But as with all such things, as soon as I knew this, I felt stupid for not knowing it earlier. The second revelation was that nothing gets done in this world unless someone does it. It sounds simple, and at its root, it's not profound at all. It is when your mind takes that knowledge and extends it to the very foundational institutions of your life that it gets intimidating. As a kid, one assumes that what exists has always existed and always will exist. Your church, your scout troop, your school, even your family. It never occurred to a much younger me that these things only exist due to the constant effort and dedication of the people who care about them. That without that effort and dedication, without those people, all the institutions of our lives would cease to exist. The reason that this revelation impacted me so much was the responsibility that this statement implied. If I wanted these things to continue, if I wanted my kids to grow up in a world where these institutions had always existed and would always exist, I would be called on to make sure that happened. Despite the misgivings of my eight-year-old self, the fact that I, will, that I have, will have been a member of this particular branch and congregation for 20 years this June testifies to the fact that I've made my peace with the importance of this place in my life and my family. As for the second revelation, I think God has worked out a system that relieves at least one of the burdens of responsibility, the burden of when to volunteer. I've heard many people testify And I can testify myself that these calls to service come at a time when we would be least likely to volunteer for an additional burden in our lives. But in the end, invariably, these calls turn out to be the blessing that our lives needed. I stand before you today dedicated to taking the step in service to you and my church, and I thank God for the blessings that will come from it. Mike will be ordained by elders Michael D. Lundy and Mary Gill. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we have come here this day for your ordination of Michael to the office of elder for the community of Christ Church. And we thank you, Lord, for bringing him to this moment and this time in his life. And we pray, Lord, that you might give him a double portion of your spiritual love, that that greatest of all spiritual gifts, Lord, 
might reside in him, and that all that he does might come from that and with that blessing. God, we call upon you to ask a special ordination for him, one that he is ever-present and ever-aware, that your spirit might be with him strong, and that it may be throughout his life, in every moment of his life, that your spirit might lead him and direct him and bring him to a ministry which will bring your glory here upon earth, that he might contribute to your kingdom, Lord, that he might bring about those portions of your kingdom that you have, will appoint to him to bring, that he might contribute to the economy of your Zion and to the spiritual nature of Zion, that he might minister to many, many throughout his life, and that greatness of you, God, might shine forth and that he might humbly acknowledge these great gifts. Lord God, you are present in him now. And we know that you will embrace him in his ministry going forward. The great and mighty God, the creator of all things, who comes and touches a single person, and that person then takes that ministry and blessing and touches many others. Let his life be fulfilled and your purpose in him be fulfilled, Lord, that your purpose might shine through, that in all things, Lord, your glory might be in him and in his family in all that is his, in all of his ministry, that your blessing might be that of a blessing of the first. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you will do. And we stand presence in awe of your greatness and your love. And we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. invite Steve and Aaron and Mike to come up front for, and during the uh, singing of the last line of this hymn. 
please feel free to come up and, and offer your love and support to them. bow with me. God of revelation and calling, today we have experienced your spirit of revelation through the hands of ordination as Steve and Aaron and Mike have covenanted with you and with us to being an elder in the community of Christ. We marvel at your constant and persistent way you bring revelation into our world, especially through the lives of Steve, Aaron, and Mike. As a community, we pray for your, un for your sustaining and comforting spirit to walk with them as they face the challenges of growing their calling May they recognize and respond to that spirit. O oh God, it has been through today's experience that we have felt the spirit of renewal, the spirit of covenant, the spirit of hope, and the spirit of our own discipleship. We have been reminded this day of our calling into mission. Oh God, your spirit continues to call us, to nudge us, to guide us into a world that desperately needs 
the ministry of Jesus. May this spirit of joy, hope, love, and peace we have witnessed today in this ordination send us forth into places and opportunities where the gospel can change lives and your purposes be fulfilled. May we be your servants of Zion. In the name of the one we follow, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.